0: At this moment, I don't really know how I'm different from them. I just know I am. You know, like one of the things very big, for example, I think in our culture, most of people, they care a lot about what other people think of you. You know, they care about what people will say. They care about what neighbors will say. And it's big. I'm not sure how it is in
1: This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital. Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, visit more the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero to me and even though this caused him to have cancer, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine. Then for two years, from 2018 to 2019, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help ukraine thank you all for the support this podcast is now ranked number one on apple podcasts about ukraine top 60 travel podcasts in the united kingdom top 50 travel podcasts in italy and top 25 travel podcasts in apple russia so that ukrainians in russia can listen and feel connected to ukraine and russian people can listen to the voice of Ukrainians. My guest today is Galina Bulach. Galia studied at the Kiev National University. She graduated from South Utah University in America and she has lived and worked in the United States for nine years of her life. Galia is Mormon in her religion. She is a weightlifter, a swimmer, a skier, a bike enthusiast and a yogi. Now she returned and is living in Kiev. Galia, how are you today?
0: Hi, I'm doing well, how are you?
1: I wish you a happy new year. I'm excited about 2021, that the world will change and I'm happy to have you here. So to begin, what is the story of your life that made you the Galia that we know today?
0: Well, first of all, happy new year to you as well. Um, My life story is, I don't know, I guess starts as many children in our country. I was born and raised in a small town, Nikopol, on the south of Ukraine, Um, in an average family. You know, I was the only child. Uh, Growing up, we were kind of poor, but my parents worked really hard to give the best uh, for me and their main focus was education. Since I was twelve years old, um since I was a child I was, you know, studying. I studied in musical school for five years of my life. Since I was twelve years old I started to learn English. And that was my passion. I really liked it. By the time I finished high school I was quite good at it. And I got into college in Kiev. I studied international relations. And me moving to Kyiv, um, it was a life-changing event. I met many great people, many friends, and it was a really exciting journey. And while I was a student at Kyiv International University, I met many friends. And some of those friends, um, actually one of my close friends, he went to United States for the summer uh, for work and travel program, as many of the students at that time did. That was very popular at the time, and I guess it still is. I didn't really think of going abroad while I was growing up. I just really enjoyed the language. I enjoyed learning about other cultures, and when the opportunity came along, I talked to my dad about it, and he supported me. So after after my second year of college, I went to United States, and for work and travel, I landed a job in. Brian Head, Utah. It's a small town up in the mountains. Uh, They have a ski resort. Very beautiful place, and that's where I spent my three months working, discovering the country, discovering new culture, and I really liked it. Um, So by the time the summer was over, I had to go back to Ukraine, and it was a bit difficult for me because I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, So I, I really wanted to go back. As I returned to uh, Ukraine. I unfortunately wasn't able to go to school um, because we, my family had some financial problems. And I worked for that year. And during that year, I was able to find a program for internship in the United States. And I went back. A year later, I went back to the same place, southern Utah. I got a job there. And I started to work there. Um, the Interesting thing that happened to me um, as I come back, my very first day in United States, I flew into New York. From New York, I flew to Las Vegas, took a bus to Cedar City, Utah. Coincidentally, I don't know, was it luck? Was it destiny? Right now, I believe it was a destiny. Uh, the HR manager who was supposed to pick me up from the bus stop, she wasn't there. The bus was a few hours later. Late, she decided to go shopping, whatever. So by the time I got out of the bus, there was no one to pick me up. I had no cell phone, I had no one. And I was a little bit confused, scared, I wasn't sure what to do, where to go. As, as I got out of the as I got out of the bus, there was um this husband and wife, they were putting their son on the bus who who took my spot on the bus. I was as I got out, I was waiting for the manager to come. And this family looked at me, and this man, as I find out later, he used to work in Moldova, and Romania, so he recognized my Eastern European look. He came to me, he said, "Uh, do you need help? What's going on? So I told them that I'm supposed to be picked up, but my manager is not here. So they offered me to use their phone. So I called my manager, she didn't reply, and so here I was. All by myself with a suitcase on the middle of the bus stop, nowhere to go. So they <clears throat> they offered me to go to their home and just wait for a few hours until you know we can get get a hold of her, so you know she can come pick me up. As I went to their home, they ended up being a lovely family. They had uh, six children of their own. Uh, they were originally from Chile. A man named Luis. He was born and raised in the United States, and his parents were immigrants from Chile. And his wife was Susie. She was born and raised in Chile, and they actually met during his mission in Santiago, Chile. And later, when the mission was over, they got married, and they moved to the United States. They had a family. Long story short, this family, um, later on, they became my friends. As I started my journey, I was working, and they were just friends. Time has passed. And my goal was I really wanted to go to school in the United States. I really wanted to get education. And it was really difficult taking the fact that my family did not have that kind of money, you know, pay for U.S. degree and stuff. And about a year and a half later, this family, we became really close friends. And I became very close with their biological children. And um, they actually had four children of their own. And they had two daughters that were, that were adopted the oldest one and the baby, they were Mexican girls. So they offered to adopt me. To adopt me, they offered me to be part of their family because they loved me, they cared for me and that would help me to achieve my goal, to get into school and to get education as in US as I dreamed of. Uh, so that's what we did. I was adopted as an adult and as the time has passed, I was able to go to college and that's where my journey began. Yes. So I, you're
1: American now?
0: I am not quite American actually. Long story short actually. I I wasn't a visa, I was adopted, but there were some things that happened that I wasn't able unfortunately to get a citizenship, but I was able to get a degree and that is why after I got my college degree, I had to go back to uh, had to go back to my country, you know. It was a little bit hard for me but that's something I had to do.
1: Okay and can you since you were in love very much with Utah and the U.S. and Utah specifically which has its own culture compared Mm -hmm. to other parts of the U.S. can you compare the life in Ukraine and the culture to Utah and your life there and what was so fascinating and enchanting and made you fall in love with Utah as a Ukrainian national or person that grew up in Ukraine?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, to start off, compare, for example, life in my city, Nicopal, versus Kiev. That's totally two different cultures. And Kiev versus Utah. Well, overall, I must say, before I went to U.S. and first time, uh, we had all the stereotypes, you know, as, you know, all Americans are fat or all Americans are stupid or this and that. At that time, we did have those stereotypes. And, uh, you know, you see all this commercial. At that time, it was like people eat McDonald's and stuff. When I came to Utah, I was really impressed by the culture because people in Utah are really kind. People in Utah are very uh, family-like. Especially The first time I was in U.S. for the summer, I didn't really feel it that much because I was working at the hotel, I was working up in the mountains, it was a work environment, it was a little bit different. But I, I was impressed by the nature. Nature is absolutely stunning, beautiful mountains, climate, it's beautiful. But when I came back, I actually started going to church and it was really impressive how open people are and how loving people are when we moved to new neighborhoods, uh people would come by and they would bring you welcome cookies and they want to get to know you and they want to introduce you to the neighborhood and they're really happy to see you. I have a story one year that was already about I lived in US for about five or six years. It was around Thanksgiving time and my family that I lived with at that time they already moved to a different state and I stayed in in Cedar City, Utah by myself because I was in college. And there was around Thanksgiving time, I received a box. And by the door, somebody knocked the door. I opened the door, it was a box, and it said, Happy Thanksgiving, Galia, we love you. That was it. I was shocked as I opened the box that it was turkey in there, some, you know, the package to make stuffing, apple pie. So people in Utah are very loving and charming. and very great community great place to be and um, they try to help and you feel welcomed you feel like you're at home that's a beautiful place to be and i feel very lucky and very blessed that i had a chance in life to see a different side you know and
1: yes and how is that i will say two things how is that compared to the culture of people in kiev and the second, is that typical of the American culture, or is that more of the Mormon religious kind of thing? Because I remember both Nikita and Kate spoke about a kind of hypocrisy in the US and in Western Europe, that people are nice and polite, but they don't mean it. While Ukrainian people, if they smile and are nice, it's not common, but when they do it, they really, really mean it. Can you comment on this?
0: Yes, I think it depends. I it depends because for example, there are a lot of good people in Ukraine, a lot of great people, a lot of loving people, a lot of people that help. It's just I guess people here a little bit more scared because we do have a lot of um a lot of people who steal, thieves and things like that and people just more cautious, you know what I mean? In Utah um, and religious religion in general in Ukraine is not as big as in Utah because Utah and Cedar city was the center of Mormon religion. You know, we live like two hours away from Salt Lake city. If you compare C- Utah to like Arizona, it's a different place. You know, people are different there. And yes, there is criticism. There is everything everywhere. Same in us people. It's just, I wouldn't say that people smile to you and they, they don't mean it. It's it is a different culture and it's it's kind of mm, strange to compare it because it's a completely different culture. Yes, in Ukraine people kind of if they smile to you, they like you. You know, if they don't like you, they're not going to smile to you. They're going to be like whatever. They're going to ignore you and that that's the way it is. In US, people more like especially in Utah, that's something yeah. happened to me when I was there the first summer, actually. I didn't know nothing about the culture. My English was very, very bad. I could barely understand what people were saying. I would walk at the hotel and people would come, pass by and be like, hey, what's up? And I generally start telling them, I'm great. Like, this happened and this happened. And they keep walking. I was like, what's going on? Like, why did they just ask me? Or like, they were like, oh, how are you doing? And I would start telling them how I'm doing. And then I realized they didn't really care how I'm doing. They just asked. It is just part of the culture. I wouldn't say that they don't mean it. People are different. You cannot put everybody under the same line. There's people that genuinely care, you know, and there's people that just polite and they can care
1: less. I understand. And to ask about you specifically, what attracted you most to the Mormon religion so much that you changed and you became a Mormon? Was it a moment? Was it the whole experience? Was it something that you read or heard or was preached to that made you just feel attracted to it? What is, because it's very interesting, someone that grew up as an Orthodox to choose someday and be convinced and happy to become another religion. What was that moment or experience or reason for decision?
0: Well, to start off, I was not baptized as in Orthodox religion as as I was a child. My mom and dad, they were not religious growing up. You know, my mom and dad were born and raised in Soviet Union, so they were not religious. My dad was baptized, baptized as a baby, but he never actually went to church. My mom was baptized actually a couple of years ago. She just decided to get baptized. So I did not grow up with a base of a strong religion. You know what I mean? So... I did believe in God, yes, I always had that, I don't know, feeling that there must be something out there, you know, watching over us. And when I moved to Kiev after high school, I actually used to go to church here. I was part of the church, the the Church of Christ in Kiev, and it was a great church and everything. We studied the Bible, we studied many things, great people, great church. But there were a couple of things that, I I had questions, and I, I, I did not receive answers, you know, mainly things, where are we coming from, and where are we going to afterwards, you know, there was many things that weren't answered. When I came to Mormon church, well, like to start with, the family that I became friends with and later was adopted, they were Mormon, they were LDS, and they didn't really force me, but I used to go to church with them and stuff, and I've met many, many, many great people I've seen many experiences and all those questions I had, they were answered about where we're coming from, where are we going after this life and why we actually should follow the laws of God and what is the reason for that, you know, because I always questions why, like here I am living this life, I have to follow and here's this person next to me who lives whichever way he wants to, why, you know what I mean? And I never received an answer to that before. And in this church, I did. And it helped me. Yes, I met amazing people, amazing families. I've learned that church helps people to learn a way how to live a happy life. They teach the fundamental knowledge that people should know how to build a happy family, happy household. And that attracted me.
1: I understand And, you know, on another note, you said that you grew up in a small town, yet you spoke English very well, and you were curious about cultures from other places. And when you came to Kiev, too, it was a shock. It's a totally different experience. And then you chose to leave Ukraine, and you were happy living for almost a decade in the United States. As you, as a person, are Mm -hmm. you a typical Ukrainian Girl or person, and if not, what is the similarity and differences between you and people who are from Ukraine who are more traditional or more the common person, and how is your attitude and personality compared to people in Utah? okay, to
0: start with uh, English, I studied English since I was twelve I went. Outside the regular high school, I went to private school. We had a really great school in town called Victoria School of English. And I studied it, you know, parallel to my high school. I studied for five years. So by the time I finished high school, my English was quite good. Of course, it wasn't perfect, but it was good. I've mastered it more when I moved to U.S., you know, because I was in college. And I put a goal. I really liked English and I put it as a goal to learn it. So I did. Uh, in terms of culture, I've all I all the experiences I had in life. You know, I was born and raised in in small town. Then I moved to Kiev. I was friends and lived my life here in Kiev. Then I moved to US. I cannot say that I'm like people here or I'm like people in Utah. I feel like I'm have a little bit of everything, if it makes sense. Because when I just recently came from home. I visited my family and I visited my cousins and stuff. At this moment, I don't really know how I'm different from them. I just know I am. You know, like one of the things very big, for example, I think in our culture, most of people, they care a lot about what other people think of you. You know, they care about what people will say. They care about what neighbors will say, and it's big. I'm not sure how it is in Kyiv, because even since I came back from U.S., uh, my experiences in Kyiv, I worked in companies with many foreigners, so I don't really engage with the Ukrainians as much, more with foreigners. But in my city, it's surely a big deal what people think of you. In U.S., it's not like that. In U.S., I feel like you're entitled to be what you want to be. U.S. is a country where... You're encouraged to dream. You're encouraged to to find your passion, to find your love in life, to find you what you desire. And it's okay to stand out, you know. In Ukraine, I'm not going to say about Kiev because I'm sure it's different, but in my city it's not like that. And I guess over I- my life... I got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I lived in Ukraine. I lived in U.S. I lived in Chilean family. I did not live in U.S., in American family, you know, and that impacted me as well, because like I said, they were born, like my mother there. She was born and raised in Chile. So there was a little bit of other, you know, and I had many friends from other cultures, from Saudi Arabia, from from Mexico, from Chile, from U.S. So that impacted me a lot as well.
1: That's really, really interesting, honestly, because you're like that melting pot of cultures that, in many ways, your heart was attracted to when you were younger, and you became that representation of the American dream of the melting pot of all cultures and situations. And you spoke about being a very active person, that you do things like weightlifting and swimming and yoga and uh, you know riding bikes and many other activities i am wondering were you doing that before you went to the u.s did you find that the culture and the situation in the u.s encouraged and developed that more and now do you find it easy to be that very active person in kiev or how is that sports kind of attitude and active attitude in kiev compared to what Who you are and what you wish it to be?
0: Well, I grew up um, in the house, not an apartment, very close to Kachovska Vodohranilse. It's like very close to the water. So I had my first bike when I was three years old. So I grew up riding a bike. That's something I, by the time I finished high school, I had like six or seven bikes that I killed. I I loved riding a bike and I used to go swimming all the time with my best friend. So that was something. I I never thought of it as a sport because that was more something, you know, just a hobby, something I did. I never was like part of a team or something to that matter. I just rode a bike with my friend. I used to go swimming, just staying active. You know, my parents had a farm when I was growing up. We had a big garden, so I was always physically active. When I moved to United States, my first year, actually, uh, what happened, I got a job. One of my friends offered me a job, and the job was in ski resort. And when I was offered a job, he he didn't tell me what it is. He just told me, hey, come for the interview. So I thought it's going to be like a restaurant job or something to that matter. And then he put me on the training with all the ski instructors and stuff. And a month later, I realized I was a ski instructor assistant, you know. So I thought, "Hmm, why not? You know, just opportunity came along. So I learned how to ski. It was fun, you know. And then later on, you know, like all people who moved to US, I gained weight. And I wasn't really much into like weightlifting or something. But the family I lived with, uh, two of my brothers, there, they're military boys. And the father of the family, he was weightlifter when he was younger. So he started taking me to the gym with him. And I started trying new things and I liked it. And once I got into college, you know, in US in college, you have to do physical education classes, whether you like it or not. So there was many choices. So I tried one semester rock climbing, one semester yoga, one semester this and that. And in general, in Utah, people are really active, you know, because we have There, they have a lot of um, national parks. There's Bryan Head, there's Zion National Park, the Grand Canyon is close by, Red Canyon. um, People love hiking. It's just part of the culture, you know? And people ride a car a lot, so people not very, like in Kiev, people, you know, have to walk a lot, buses and stuff. In there, people drive. So I don't know, I just blend in with the culture. I enjoyed it, it was fun. And when I came back to Ukraine, I realized it was a little bit different because it's a little bit different here, but, you know, we do have gym. It's a little bit not as much affordable as it is in U.S. compared to prices and how much you make, but um, I made a choice and I, you know, I go to the gym, I swim, I have a bike in the summertime when the weather is nice, I ride a bike. I just enjoy it. I... Actually, there was a class I took in a in college. It was a nutrition class, and after this class, my professor talked a lot about how the importance of health and importance of healthy eating and all this stuff. and I don't know. it just became part of me. I want to live a long and healthy life, so I do whatever it is. you know, I enjoy it. It's not so much about sports, it's just a hobby.
1: I understand, and that's absolutely true and interesting. And to ask that main question, because you seem to love your life, your previous life in the US, why did you choose then to return? What was that experience of returning to Kiev and to the Ukraine? And did you notice any changes? And if so, also, what other changes do you wish to happen in ukraine so that you'll have a happier life in there and so that maybe other people like you would stay and build ukraine rather than be attracted to other places and other cultures in a way where they will live permanently outside the country Mm -hmm.
0: yes i really did enjoy my life in united states Uh, and like i mentioned earlier i wasn't able to stay after graduation uh, so I made a decision to come back home. In terms of changes in Ukraine, yes, of course, there's many changes. Like In terms of changes, there's has been changes. You know, many th- more things were built. Kiev, in general, grew. A lot more people, most definitely. A lot more forms. Because I remember when I moved to Kiev at 17, it was a beautiful kind of authentic city with its own culture and now it's more like um, you know there's so many foreigners so many different nationalities so many different things uh, but something I've noticed just with my experience in jobs because my degree is hospitality management so which is I worked in hotels and tourism industry in United States when I came here they pay very very low you know, the salary in hotel industry is very low. And most of my jobs I do, I do it, you know, using using my English skills. Unfortunately, in Ukraine, most of the jobs we have, from what I've seen, it's foreign investors open some kind of call center, some kind of companies. And, I don't know, the country doesn't really produce very many things. And when you get a job, it's very difficult to grow in one spot. Does it make sense? Like once you get into the company, you stay there for a while. Something changes all the time and you have to go to new a new place. And I don't know, I feel like it's not stable. It's not permanent, you know?
1: I understand. It's more like a gig rather than a career, correct?
0: Yes, yes. It's something like when I look for jobs, for example, I, for example, would like to do maybe different things, but they don't pay as much, right? And Many things are not developed in our country. Many people are going abroad, and they're going abroad not because this country is bad, but because it's impossible to make a living here. I mean, yes, in Kyiv, compared to any other cities in the country, in Kiev the salaries are higher. But most of the people who come from other cities in Kiev they don't have their own housing. You know, they have to buy, and it's expensive. And also, Kiev is not stretchable, you know what I mean? Kyiv... There's so many people there, but like me, for example, I'm from Nikopol. In my city, back in the days, back in Soviet Union, during Soviet Union time, my city is beautiful. We have absolutely gorgeous, you know, we have a river, we have beautiful things, but we have many factories that back in the day were producing things. Now they don't produce, you know, they're closed. And that's the problem, you know, that's a problem, I
1: believe. Okay. Okay. And another thing that I'm curious about, when you, if you were to, and when you would describe Ukraine and the Ukrainian people and the typical Ukrainian person to people in the U.S. when you live there, how did you describe it or how would you describe, say, okay, Ukrainian people are like X, Y, Z in this way and this way. Can you try to describe that so that a foreigner will have a pretty good idea about the real person who is from Ukraine, or at least from Kiev.
0: I will not say from Kiev. I would say from Ukraine in general because I, I don't know. I, I haven't really met in Kiev people who are from Kiev. To tell you the truth, um, Ukrainian people in general—they're very, they're very, very, loving. They're very family is very important to us. I don't know. We kind people. I would say kind people. Sometimes maybe a little bit cautious, but very kind and loving and supportive people.
1: Thank you. Those are very positive and good words. And I'm happy because some guests will say like, oh, they walk around with very serious, unemotional faces or something like that. So you used very, very beautiful descriptors. And to ask you.
0: Sorry, I just (laughs) want to comment on that, what you said. Because uh, when you say about faces, yes, if you compare, for example, Ukrainian person to American person, um, in American culture, in general, people are more kind of show emotion more. Does it make sense? People more like when I moved to U.S., for example, it was really strange for me. People would smile at me all the time. People would want to hug me, especially people in church. They would give me hugs. They would be, like, so, so kind. In our culture, we do that with people that we are close with. You know what I mean? You will see that type of behavior towards friends, towards family. But towards strangers, we're not that way, right off the back. We don't show emotions as much, you know. And, yes, if you compare, maybe there are different aspects for it. Yes, life is hard. Many people, you know, average people who work at the factories or, I don't know, who work at the stores selling things they don't make as much money they worry about things and of course they walk around it looks yeah i've noticed that as well when i'm when i just get back from ukraine from us it was a little bit difficult for me something i've noticed um at the store for example you go to the store in us we'll say walmart per se you know grocery store and they say hi how are you would you like this and this people smile people help you know people all cheery and stuff you know all this all those movies you watch American movies, Hollywood, yes, they are like that many times. In but not everywhere. For example, in Arizona, people not like that, people more colder. Not everywhere. But in Ukraine, yes, people a little bit more colder, a little bit more conservative. They don't show it necessarily, but they're good people in their heart. Is it just we have so many people that are try to steal, so many people that try to trick you and stuff, so people are more cautious. Does this make sense? They try to be careful. That's about it.
1: Yes. Uh, Henry, the president of the World Trade Center, Kiev, he called it the Olympic level of mistrust between Ukrainian people. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, that's laughs> because true. yes, although I did not notice it, but maybe as a foreigner I have a different experience where I am more trusted and treated in a more open way. To ask you another thing that I'm curious about, uh, Mormons are some of the most traditional and conservative kind of people in the U.S., and the Orthodox Ukrainians are some of the most conservative and traditional Christians. So to you, in your experience, since you've been in both churches and both kinds of people, who is more conservative and traditional in their attitudes and perspectives and views and are you that person who is conservative and traditional or do you happen to be more modern because of your cosmopolitan life experiences
0: Mm -hmm. well to start with the orthodox experience i will like i said earlier i did not grow up in orthodox church I was baptized in Orthodox Church when I was 14 just because I asked my mom and I was literally just baptized and that's it. I've never been taught anything about Orthodox Church. And I have a very close friend who is really strong Orthodox in Orthodox religion. So I do not know how strict Orthodox Church is. Truthfully, I do not know. My first experience, I was in church when I moved to Kiev. It was like a Protestant church. That was my first experience where... I actually started learning anything about God, about church, about anything and I started reading the Bible the first time but like I said earlier there was many questions that weren't answered and Mormon church it's like any church for that matter I would say yes the church itself is very structured is very organized is very has their own standards their own things but many people are different you know there's many Mormon people outside Utah they might be not as strict. For me personally, uh, I try my best to follow all the rules. Few of them I don't follow. Like Mormon people should not be drinking coffee or tea, you know. I cannot live without coffee. I cannot. But overall, I try my best, you know. No one is perfect. But I do like the church. I do believe in it. And it's a great church. It's a, it's, very organized. It's been a little bit difficult for me since I moved from US to Ukraine because I I went to Mormon church here in Kiev one time and I felt a little bit out of place because you know different people, different culture, different things. I felt a little bit different. But in comparison, I cannot really compare. They're different. They're really different and I know more about Mormon church than I know about Orthodox church. You know?
1: I understand and it's very <laughs> unique. You seem to be someone Uniquely poised and positioned in Ukraine to have your own culture and life experiences. That is.
0: What? I feel really weird. I said I feel really strange because when I moved to United States the first year, I felt sort of place. I felt like I don't belong there, you know. And over the years, I became part of that society, part of that culture. And then I came back home to my home, and I feel so different. It's not even. It's crazy. I feel different. In my own city, in my own home, I'm different. Does it make sense? And I'm... Yes. I don't know. I'm a little bit of everything, I guess.
1: You have evolved.
0: Yes, but people... You know what they say, like, people... Experiences that people have in life, that's what makes them who they are. Not necessarily where you grow up, but all the experiences you have. Culture, people, they affect you. Affect your personality, affect your perspective on things in life.
1: I agree with you and that is called maturity and building character yes. in other words and what are your goals now what are your dreams do you have plans for the future do you have wishes and dreams for what will be next
0: Of course I do I I, I overall I don't want to share all the details but I want to get married I want to have a strong family happy family I want to have a job that I will enjoy and you know probably what most of us wish in this life to be happy you know when i was younger i had a goal to get education to learn this to learn that right now i want to settle in and i want to be happy as any girl you know
1: great and i think it's one of the restrictions for the mormon church that you will only marry a man who is mormon correct or are you breaking that rule, or?
0: <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit more lenient in that way because I don't. I, it's a great rule, and many, and many, many churches have that rule. You know, I like for me, I want to marry somebody who is my best friend, somebody who will have will share goals and dreams with me, and who will love me and respect me. And I think that's the most important thing for me. I don't care which nationality he is, where is he from, which family. It's more important who we are as a couple and how he makes me feel. That's it. Hopefully that will happen one day.
1: (laughs) I hear the American girl more in you because you're speaking from an emotional place and you said that Ukrainian (laughs) people don't show too much emotion. So when you said that you're much more American than Ukrainian, it's showing (laughs) <laughs> right now this was very interesting and unique and a special interview for people who wish to connect with you to find you where can they go what are the links that you want people to discover more about you and to go to galia
0: um i do have an instagram account not very i'm not very not much on there i don't know i have a facebook account either one would work
1: i will put your LinkedIn. So uh, that I keep oh, it, yeah. you know. As well,
0: sorry, I forgot about that.
1: I will put your LinkedIn in the description. It was a great, great interview, and also wondering. Oh, I'm curious now. So now, when Ukraine will celebrate the Orthodox Christmas, you will not take part in those festivities, or how will that be such an experience that is unusual and weird, probably to you? Like, will no, you just
0: not? I will tell you something. For me, I'm accepting person. Like we'll say I was born and raised in Ukraine. So that celebration is part of my culture. It's not so much religion, it's part of our culture, you know. The way we celebrate Easter, the way we celebrate Christmas, the way we celebrate New Year's and things like that. The way I am when I was here, was born and raised, I was part of it. When I moved to United States, I became part of that culture, you know, because I lived there. Right now. I do both. What stops me? You know, I mean, I believe that there's one God. The reason there's many religions, there is a reason to that. And it's not five minutes conversation. I think this interview will not be enough. But I believe that I'm part of this culture. I was born and raised here. This is part of my culture. Of course, I will celebrate it. You know, there's many traditions. I love my country. I was born and raised here. This is part of me. And most definitely, I participate, you know. And I also you know had a dinner for the tw- on the 24th of December as Americans do i had my video call with uh, family and friends um you know you know in united states there's nothing wrong with that i'm open minded i'm i accept things in life that's how i try to be
1: that's enjoy, great then i
0: enjoy people from other cultures i actually have many friends from other cultures and countries from saudi arabia from china from Europe from Germany from South America and it's fascinating you know it's fascinating to meet people from other cultures and learn about them
1: and that's what's happening really with this podcast learning about people from ukraine and their culture and their lives and it's fascinating like you said i wish you a happy 2020 you know 2021 i wish you a great day and thank you
0: thank you so much it was a pleasure for me to speak with you as well and Happy New Year to you as well.